y'all can be seated. You know, as we sing that song, I'm reminded of the person who wrote the song and how God's peace is not like the world's peace. The world's peace would say, you can only have peace if there's no turmoil. The world would say, you can only have peace if there's nothing going on. If there's no storm raging, then you can have peace. But God's peace says, there could be turmoil. There can be a storm raging. But on the inside, you have peace. Because peace is a person. And that's what the world doesn't understand. That's what the world needs to know. That peace is not the absence of war. Peace is a person. You know, the person who wrote that song, It Is Well. I mean, it's talking about peace, isn't it? It is well. Everything is good. Everything is good. What had actually happened was he had sent his family to the other side across the ocean and had gotten word that his, the, sh- the ship that his family was on had gone down and he'd lost his wife and he'd lost his children. And he went out on a boat following after that. And when he got to the spot where he believed he lost his family, or his family perished in this shipwreck. That song came to him. That's a result of peace. That's a result of Jesus. And that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about peace. I love peace. I love Jesus. <laughs> He's amazing. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine going through this world without him. But how many of y'all know that we're talking about thoughts, that it's easy to take up a thought, it's easy to respond and react to the things that are around you, and you relinquish your peace, just like that. The word says, we're going to go to John 14, he says, my peace I leave with you. And I always wondered why he said, I leave with you, I just leave it there, because it's up to us to pick it up. We're going to look at John 14. Let's look at verse 1 first. Pastor Trey did an awesome job last week. He talked about we are no longer children. We don't overreact. (laughs) We're going to a higher level. (laughs) It's like, okay, where is John? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John 14, 1. These are the words of Jesus. In my Bible, they're not in red. How many of y'all have it in red? It's in red. They're the words of Jesus. It means pay attention, huh? I, I love it. It's like, whenever I was thinking of doing this, coming out here, I thought, I don't know how many times I've, I've been reading on how many times he says, do not let your heart be troubled. We're going we're gonna to say it a lot tonight. You're going to say it. I'm going to say it, but it's just like God, our father, when he sees us doing something that's hurting us to say, stop it, 
Quit it. How many of y'all do that as parents to your children? Stop it. Quit it. So he says to us, do not let you, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't let them be distressed or agitated. Now, because he said it, does it mean it's possible? Does it mean it's possible? Do you know that many people do not believe that that is possible? That you can choose not to be troubled and not to be agitated and not to have fear. So the first step to not be troubled is to believe that you cannot be troubled. (laughs) Do you believe? You have to do it in faith. You have to say, I believe I can do this. I believe I can do this. Situations of life are going to happen and they're going to cause you to become overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. And you're going to think, how can anybody avoid being troubled? How can anybody avoid not having fear over this? And you'll hear people say, I'm only human. Is that true? No, it's not. Good answer. Yay! That's the right answer. You know, because at first you're like, well, yeah, but no, kind of. Well, no, you're not. We are not. You know what? It takes courage to believe what Jesus said. It takes courage. It takes courage not to rely on your feelings. It really does. It takes courage to believe that he said that I can face a situation and not have trouble. We're not wimpy Christians. Say, I'm not a wimpy Christian. I'm not. not. I choose by faith to believe it. That's the first thing you need to do is make the choice and say, I believe the words of Jesus. Say, I believe the words of Jesus. If he said to not let my heart be troubled, say it, and not let it be afraid, then with his help, it is possible. It is. Amen. No matter what happens, it's possible. You can refuse to get upset, to fear. You can refuse. Amen. Let's look at verse 27. He says, my peace, I leave with you. And then he says again, what does he say again? In verse 27, John 14. What does he say again? Don't let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Don't permit it. You, you don't permit it to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Don't walk around with that unsettled feeling. Don't relinquish the peace. Amen? But you have to decide it's a choice. It's a choice to believe something when somebody tells you. You can believe it or you cannot believe it. But Jesus said it and I believe it's true. He doesn't lie. Does he lie? No. What he says is truth. Now let's look at Philippians 4.4. 4. So if I'm not going to be agitated, I'm not going to be fearful, what do I need to do? What does Philippians 4, 4 say? Rejoice. That's it. Rejoice. When? Always. Rejoice in who? In the Lord. I've heard people say, you know, 
in, when you face something, you're supposed to um, be happy, you know, consider it all joy. It's like, oh, seriously? I can rejoice in the Lord. I can change my mind, my thinking, my heart when I rejoice in the Lord. How many of y'all, I mean, I can listen to Cassie sing and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I can, you can forget everything and anything when you get into his presence. It's like, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's why he says to do it. Rejoice in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Instead of being afraid, I can rejoice. Now we're faith people and we can take confession We can confess things that are not as, you know, we're supposed to confess. I'm not hurting when you're in in pain. I'm not in pain. I'm not in pain. Pain is not in me. This is not pain. But what are you focusing on? Pain. It still hurts. I'm not hurting. I won't worry. I will not worry. I will not worry. I will not worry. I will not be afraid. So is it helping? Is it working? No. (laughs) Pain is still there. I'm still worried. You need to say what is not. You need to say what is not. You need to say my body is whole. I am the healed. I am the healed. My kidneys function at optimum level. Amen. You call those things that are not. Amen. As though they are. My body is strong. You, and when, you know what, when you start saying what he says, you start hearing the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Ooh, you, once you get started, isn't it good? And, it, and, and I love it because the Holy Spirit is like a, like a mama, like a big mama. He really is. He's a reminder. He'll remind you of what he's taught you. He's remi- he'll remind you of the word. He'll remind you of what you already know. He'll remind you of what's on the inside of you. He'll remind you. Amen. But you got to get there. You got to quit worrying. You got to, you got to, instead of battling the problem by talking the problem, you need to start saying the word. Amen. Start saying the word. Philippians 4, 6. It says, be careful for nothing. Be careful. This care that it's talking about doesn't mean like when you take care of yourself, like you bathe and you sleep and you eat. This care means anxious care, anxiety, fret. We don't use that word a lot, fret. But fear. Is it possible to live day to day without any fear, without any worry? Is it possible? Do you know that people out there do not believe that it's possible? And people think, what, I mean, what harm is it to worry? What harm is it? I'm not hurting anybody if I think about it. And actually people get upset if you don't worry. They're like, what's wrong with you? Do you not understand what's happening to your family or to your job or to your, you know, they don't believe that we can. This is a, a prophetic word right here. It shall be like days of heaven on earth. The faithful shall flourish. If the faithful will cast down imaginations. If the faithful will be faithful to take no care. If the faithful will be faithful to not pick up that trouble, that worry, that fear. 
If we are faithful, we will flourish and it will be as heaven on earth. We can live day to day in peace. Can we? I believe it. Do you believe it? It is possible. Say it is possible to not have anything to worry about, to not be afraid. It can be heaven on earth living. It really can. I love it. The peace of God shall keep your hearts and minds, it says. But you got to do verse 6 to get verse 7. You can't have peace if you're worrying. And then I love verse 8. He tells us what to think about. He tells you what to think about. How to keep that peace. You've got to be able to control your thoughts. You've got to. Jesus knew. That's why he put it in there over and over and over. We're going to go to Matthew and you're going to see where he just said, don't, 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 don't be troubled. Don't worry. Don't think on that. Don't pick up that thought. Don't think that thought. Don't do it. Why did he keep telling us over and over? Because he knew that if you didn't pay attention, you'd pick up that thought. Yeah. That's good. Right. You would. Yeah. You would. I would. As I was preparing, I was reminded, and I think Justin knows what I'm going to talk about, about a time when I picked up a thought. Um, I pulled out this paper that talks about a cyclone. (laughs) Do y'all even know what a cyclone is? I didn't know what a cyclone is. Do you know what a cyclone is? It's like a, it's a a humongous hurricane. Yes, it's, it's huge. My son was living in Australia several years ago. It's been several years. And he had just finished Hillsong. It was his third year. He had just graduated. Him and a bunch of guys were headed to Fiji. Can y'all say Fiji. How wonderful is Fiji? You're like, yes, Fiji. It was in December. And he said, we're graduating, Mom, and we're going to jump on over to Fiji, spend a couple of days there, and then I'll be home. And so can you book the flights for us? So I'm like, okay, you're going on this date, and you'll be home on December 12th. I gave him three or four days there in Fiji, I think, four days. Well, he said, no, Mom, no, not the 12th, the 15th. And I said, and I remember those days. And I'm like, okay, 15th. So he gets to Fiji and the 12th comes. We're at Texas Day Brazil. We're having our Christmas party. It's December 12th. And I look down at my phone and I've got a message on Facebook. It says, mom, there's a horrible storm coming. You got to get us out of Fiji now. And I could tell, I could hear it in the message. And I'm like, okay, what? What? What is he talking about? What? What? What storm? I knew. I know the peace of God. I heard it. It's going to be okay. But guess what I did? I picked up that thought. (laughs) I Googled it. (laughs) I Googled it. What is a cyclone and what is this? It was Evan. His name was Evan, Cyclone Evan. He'd already been through the Samoa Islands. And that's what we do. When you pick up that thought, you you continue with it. You go with it. I looked it up. Evan was this big. 
Fiji was that big, a teeny tiny, like a speck in comparison to this. This is going to come over the island of Fiji. It's already gone through Samoa Islands and it killed four people. And they said, it's on record to be the worst cyclone ever. What do you think happened to my thoughts? And I'm listening, going, hey, God. He said, it's going to be okay. Like, okay, let's start praying. We got to start praying. I got to get them home. I got to get them home. I don't know if I slept the 12th. I can't tell you if I slept. I don't remember. But I know on the 13th, I was making phone calls. No one was answering. The airlines were not answering. I And when I finally got through to somebody, they said, you need to talk to somebody else where you made the reservation. I got him on the phone. That night, we were having our Christmas party here. I was over in Justin's office, and I am pleading. And Ryan's messaging me going, planes are leaving. We've been at the airport for two days. Planes are leaving empty, Mom. They're half empty. They, can't, they won't let us get on. you got to get us out of here. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. This thing is coming and it is huge. And I'm like calming him down, telling him, God's with you, babe. It's going to be okay. It's going to be good. Go to Luke. I am pleading with this man. I'm telling him, do you have children? Do you have kids? (laughs) And he's like, man, there's nothing I can do. I can't. At one point, he said, it'll cost you $4,000 to get him out of there. And I'm like, $4,000, I'll get him out of there. I'll buy that ticket. He says, but I can't get a hold of the airline to buy that ticket. And he put me, and then he put me on hold and I'm, I'm messaging Ryan. I'm saying, I can get you out. I can buy a ticket for 4,000. He says, mom, you can't leave Alan here. (laughs) Alan is his friend. I'm like, okay, we can't leave Alan there. God, you got to do something. And I'm telling you, we had people praying and we watched Evan turn. It turned. He was headed this way towards Fiji. He made a U-turn. He went back. And it gave us some time. And I knew I heard it was going to be okay. He put me on hold forever. I turned around and looked on, on Justin's desk. And he had been studying for Sunday for a Christmas message. And he was in Luke 1. Immediately I looked down. Because I'm sitting there. On hold. And I write, read. Where Zechariah said to the angel, by what shall I know and be sure of this? How will I know? How do I know that what you just said to me is true? He says, for I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. How do I know that what you said is true? Do you know what Gabriel said? Obviously you do. I bet it's going to be up there. He says... Um, hello, I'm Gabriel. (laughs) I just been talking to you, um, all the way up here. Verse 11, he tells them all these things. You're going to have a son. You're going to call him John. You will have joy. You'll delight, rejoice over his birth. There'll be, I mean, he tells them all these things. And after all the things he's telling him, reassuring him, this is going to happen. We've heard your prayer. God sent me. I am here. Verse 18, Zechariah goes, um, 
how do I know that what you just said is true? I love it. And Gabriel's like, um, hello? <laughs> I am Gabriel, the angel of the Lord. <laughs> I have been in his presence and I have come here to talk to you. And as a, and he says, I stand in the very presence of God. I've been sent to talk to you and bring you this good news. I can just hear him for crying out loud. What did I do? Were you not listening? And he says, now behold, you will be and will continue to be silent and not able to speak to the day when these things take place because you've not believed. And I love what he says next. What I told you, my words, my words are of the kind. That means my words are of the God kind. My words are God's words. And it will happen. It will happen. Whatever God has told you, it will happen. It will be fulfilled to the brim. There will be nothing lacking. He will accomplish it. He will do it. If he said it, it's done. It is done. I read this and I was I'm like, God, you just spoke directly to me. It's done. He came back on and he said, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. I can't get a ticket. I can't get him out of there. There's nothing I can do. I text Ryan. I messaged him on Facebook. I said, there's nothing. I can't get you out of there, babe. It's going to be okay. We got people praying. 13, 14. He was there three days at the airport. He had a ticket to leave on the 15th. He left on the 15th. It was the last plane out. No other planes were leaving after that. He got on it, him and Alan, they got on it. As soon as they got on it, as they were flying off, Evan was coming in. It started raining. Evan came in. Cyclone Evan, after devastating Samoa late last week, tore across Fiji Monday, leaving behind a a trail of destruction. 135 mile hour winds. It was the strongest cyclone on record. He got out. There, I don't believe that people were, people were saved. It was the worst cyclone ever to hit, but people were okay. Yes. The peace of God. Can you say the peace of God? Do you know that we are not designed to handle stress and worry and fear? We are not designed to. Do you know what it does to your body when you're in stress and worry and fear? Science and medicine have just about started to figure out what it does. We aren't designed to carry it. That's why God says don't do it. Don't do it. It'll wreak havoc in your body. It'll affect your organs. It affects your your blood pressure. It affects your joints. It affects your muscles. People are in hospitals because of it. We are not designed to carry it. And he tells us not to. He tells us over and over. 
not to. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 9, he says, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Get rid of flesh. Get rid of pride. Because you know what it is? It's pride when you think you've got to try to fix it. It's pride when when you've got to try to figure it out. I know we don't like to hear that. But it's true. When you say, how do I know, God, what you're telling me is, when? When is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? When we don't just trust him? It's pride. Fear and anxiety will age you prematurely. Ladies, can you hear that? It causes wrinkles. If I can give you an incentive, that's the one right there. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Say, I will cast all my care on him. (laughs) It's so much cheaper. Just cast your care on him. (laughs) Amen. You know, and we'll sing about it and we'll hear messages about it and we'll have a cross and we'll put things on it and we'll nail it on there. And then you, we feel great about it. And then we walk out and guess what we do? We pick it back up. We just do. People do it all the time. All the time. When we give it to him, we are demonstrating faith. We are demonstrating faith. Say faith rests. Faith rests. rests. When you give it to him, you're saying, I trust in what you said. I trust that you're taking care of this situation. When you give it to him, you're allowing him access. You're allowing him. You're giving him permission to come in, to take over, to do what he does. But you know what? The devil knows The devil knows if he could keep you agitated, if he can keep you in fear, if he could keep you worried, he's got you in his arena where you're defeated. He can defeat you when you're there. He did that to to Adam and Eve. What did he do to them? He got them to, to question, did God really say? Did God really tell you not to do that? It's not gonna hurt anything. I want us to look at, I think it's in 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians 11.3. Let's go there. Thank you, Father. Say, Lord, I'll stay humble. I stay teachable. Show me how to do this. You know, you have to stay in a position where, I mean, I know, I know I've been faced with things. You're going to be faced with things. You're going to be faced with things. It's just going to happen every day. You're never going to get to a place where you're not going to be faced with the temptation to take on a thought, to be afraid. But you've got to determine to stay humble, to not pick it up, to stay teachable, to say, Holy Spirit, show me how to do this. It's okay to say, I don't know how to do this, but I believe I can. I believe I can. 
Second Corinthians 11, three, it says, but now I am fearful lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, so your minds may be corrupted and seduced from wholehearted and sincere, pure devotion to Christ. That's talking about simplicity. It's talking about God's word is simple. God's going to give it to you straight. Don't do it. That's it. Don't do it. If it gets any more complicated than that, get out of the room. Don't listen to it. Because that's the devil saying, how is he going to do it? Really? Is he really going to do it? How long have you waited? He really didn't mean not to do that. That won't hurt you if you do it. That's exactly how he works. He's a deceiver. And you know what happened to them? They hung out where? At that tree. They hung out where they weren't supposed to hang out. And that's what we do sometimes. Well, what if? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's never going to change. You start hanging out at that thought, guess what? He's got you. Pull him into yours, Arena. Pull him into... He won't go there. You know what? Because he can't. He can't. He cannot stop the word in your life. When you step out in faith, when you speak in faith and you do the word, he can't. He can't touch you. When you receive the word, when you keep the word, when you do the word, the enemy is defeated in your life. He's defeated. We've heard that scripture, love, perfect love, cast out all fear. Or perfected love. You know what that means? Obeyed love. Obeyed love cast out fear. When you obey. (laughs) When you obey according to what God has told you to do. The devil can't touch you. 1 John 5.18. He can't touch you. It says, he that keeps the word. He that does the word. The enemy cannot touch you. He cannot touch you. Amen. Don't let it get complicated. Peace is a product of purpose, patience, striving to rest in faith. I want you to look at James 1, 4. I'll just read it to you. It says, let patience have her perfect work. (laughs) Nobody likes that word patience. Let patience have her perfect work. What is her perfect work? Peace. Peace is the perfect work. When you strive to rest in faith, when you strive to obey God, when you strive to stay in his word, when you strive to not take on that care, when you strive (laughs) to stay in faith, peace is the result. And peace is a person. Galatians 6, 9 says, don't lose heart. Don't grow weary in doing right, in being faithful, in being patient. Continually cast that care on, onto him. That peace and that patience, that peace will push out that pride. That peace will, it will push out that pride. It will. You can rest in that. You can know that he's got it. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, you want to kick the devil in the teeth? Stay in peace. 
Peace is power. Peace is not a slumbering little baby asleep in a brook. I mean, it's, that's the result of peace. But peace is a place. It's a place of power. It's a place of grace. If the enemy can't rattle you with thoughts of fear, he can't defeat you. He can't. Peace is power. Say peace is power. Ooh, peace is power. <laughs> the devil's tactic and his objective is to keep us mad and upset all the time. You know what? He just wants you upset all the time. Once something, once you get over something, guess what? Something else is just around the corner. That's what he wants to do. He doesn't just want to give you a bad day. You know, he really doesn't. He wants to destroy you. Because that's what fear and worry will do. It will destroy you. He wants you to be unproductive. And he wants you to be unfruitful. And that's what fear will do. It keeps the word from working in your life. But say, I'm a problem for the devil. I am. I'm a problem for the devil. I'm a person of faith. We are people of faith. This is a house of peace. This is a house of peace. This is a house of peace. Amen. First John five eighteen, it says the devil can't touch me if I hear and obey the word. You know, you can say the word all day long, but you got to obey it. You got to do it. You got to know it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Have you ever seen your child take on something and deal with something and as a parent known the answer? And you just watch them. You watch them cry. What is the first thing you want to tell them? Stop it. Give it to me. Let me help you. How many times have you ever said that to a child and you've watched them? You watch them, they just keep hurting themselves or keep falling or keep trying to do it themselves and they just keep hurting them. And you're like, stop it. Let me help you. And they get so frustrated and they want to do it themselves. You know, that's how our father is with us. That's why he keeps telling us, don't do it. Stop it. Don't take on that worry. Don't take on that care. It's not for you to carry. Do you realize that you cannot carry all these things and pick up peace at the same time? You're going to have to drop peace to pick up that worry and that fear. It's the truth. And God knows that. And that's why he keeps telling us, stop it. <laughs> Say, stop it. First <laughs> Peter 5, 9, resist him. Resist him. Hold fast to your faith and resist him. And he will flee for how long? How long will he flee? (laughs) You got to keep him off. You got to fight the good fight of faith with faith. Amen. Being steadfast. You've got to train yourself that no matter what comes, you don't let it stay on you. Second Corinthians 11, 28. I want to go there. I want us to look at this. You know, Paul is the one that said, don't take on that 
don't take on that care. Okay? But in, in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty eight, I want you to read this. And before this, uh, verse 28, he talks about, Paul talks about all the different things that he's gone through. The 40 lashes, three times he's been beaten with rods and stoned and, 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 and shipwrecked. And then in verse 28, he says, and besides all those things, he says, like, that was nothing. But besides all those things, there is the daily, he says, inescapable pressure of my care and anxiety for all the churches. Care is going to come on everybody. It came on Paul. But you don't have to receive it. Trouble's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to come knocking on your door. It's going to come by mail. It's going to be a text. It's, it's going to come. But you don't have to take it. You don't have to let it stay. He said the care of all the churches was upon him. That's the enemy pressing and that's pressure. It's his daily. That's the tactic of the enemy to daily bring it on, to daily remind you. What are you going to do about that bill? What are you going to do about that tuition? What are you going to do about that car? What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? It doesn't say that Paul worried, does it? He's the one who said, be careful for nothing. Sorry. And yet he said, the cares come daily. What do you do when this care comes on you? Don't let it stay. Don't let it stay. Don't let it stay in your mind. Don't let it stay in your mouth. Don't let it stay. It's going to come. Just because it comes, it doesn't mean that you're not spiritual. It's going to come. It came on Paul. Every day it said the cares of the churches were upon him, pressing in. He cast it off. I'm going to tell you what. If you act on this one truth, it will change your life. If you just come to terms and know that it's going to come, it's going to come. I was expecting you. I knew you were coming. (laughs) But I'm casting you off. Casting you off. And to cast means like to throw it. Have you ever cast a, a, when you go fishing, you cast it. It's like, uh, no, I'm not even letting it stay. If you act on this truth, I'm telling you, it will change your life. Don't let it come. Don't let it stay on you and sit on you. Train yourself that no matter what cares come, you're not going to let it stay. I was listening to Keith Moore and he talked about, some of y'all have heard, heard this. You know, he says, you can, birds can fly in your hair. I've never had a bird fly in my hair. He says, but you can have birds, birds will fly in your hair, but you don't have to let them make a nest. Isn't that true? How many of y'all have ever been like, I can't help it. I just can't help it. Really? You can't help it? You can help it. Say, I can help it. I can help it. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. I don't have to keep this care. Amen? You can cast it off. Don't let thoughts and feelings and fear stay in your heart. Say, the enemy can't make me do anything. He can't make me think anything. He can't make me do anything I don't want to do. Do you remember that old saying, the devil made me do it? Do you remember that? People used to say that all the time. Well, the devil made me do it. I can't help it. The devil made me do it. No. (laughs) No. That's not true. It is not true. The devil can't make you do anything. 
Second Corinthians 10, five says, I can cast down every imagination that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? He doesn't want me to fear. He wants me to have peace. He sent Jesus to die for my peace. Amen. And what if it comes back? Cause it will come back. Once you cast it off, guess what? It comes back. Do it again. Do it again. Say, you can't stay. Depression, you can't stay. Fear, you can't stay. Sickness, you cannot stay. You start saying, my refrigerator is full. My bank account is full. My tank is full. My tuition is paid. Amen. Don't let it stay. You know, we take, we take a bad thought or we take a, a fearful thought, a worried thought, and we like put it on like a coat. We just kind of put it on. Oh, don't I look good in this? We start accessorizing it. I don't think so. You know? And we think, oh, it's just, I'm just worried about this one thing. Everybody worries about their kids. Everybody worries about bills. Everybody. And we, we actually, you have to pick it up and put it on. It doesn't look good on you. Trust me. It does not look good on you. Because you can tell. Can you not tell? You can look at a person and you're like, what's up? And we're like, boy, you look old. What happened to you? It's like, well, usually worry and fear and a hard life. You've heard that. You have heard that. They must have a hard life. You can see it. It's all over them. So can it be seen? Yes, it can be seen. It can be seen. Can peace be seen? Yes, we look like we're oblivious and we don't know what we're doing. You know, it's like, I'm happy. And you're like, do you not know what the economy is doing? Do you not know about our government? Have you not heard? Do you not read the news? Do you not listen to the news? I mean, really, can it be seen? Can peace be seen in your life? Yeah. People think you're clueless because you're walking around smiling and they're going, you're okay. What's wrong? You don't, you obviously don't know what's happening. Do you know what's happening? Yeah, I know what's happening, but I don't have to take on the care. I don't have to care. He already took care of that care. He cares for me. It is possible, y'all. We're living in days where, oh my goodness, news is rampant. You can pick up your phone at an instant and you do, you're constantly on it and you're told to think things and be fearful and be afraid and worry and be scared and and get ready and it's going to get worse. And you hear it constantly, constantly. So yeah, you have to constantly put it, be putting that care on him. Put that care on him. And people will come and tell you, oh, you help me. Pray for me. There's, oh, it's bad. It's so bad and it's going to get worse. You know? Take no care. Take no thought. I'm going to put it on him for you. You really want me to do that? I'm going to do that. But then don't pick it back up. Don't pick it back up. You tell me to pray for you for something, I will. I will take it to the Lord. I will speak the word over this situation. I will tell you that God is taking care of it. What he said is real. It's true. He doesn't lie. It's already done. You know what? Peace is already there. When you start obeying, when you start obeying and putting it on him, putting the fear, the, all your worry, when you put it on him, you recognize that peace that's already there. 
It's already there. Peace is already there. It's Jesus. It's a person. He's already there. I want you to know that to think something is not, I mean, I've heard people, I'm just thinking about it. I'm just thinking, you know, like what's going to happen. How dangerous is that? Our thoughts, our thoughts dangerous or are they really innocent? Kind of like, I'm just, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just thinking. There you are. Because your thoughts are seeds. And they will produce. Just like God thoughts produce, the devil's thoughts produce. He'll put a seed in you. He'll tell you to worry. He'll tell you to be afraid. And it'll, it'll keep growing. If you keep watering it, it'll keep growing. Guess what it wants to do in your life? It wants to destroy you. It wants to kill you. That's what he wants to do. He really doesn't want to just give you a bad day. You know, he's not just out to ruin your day. He's out to ruin your life. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he is our peace. We rejoice in you, Lord. We rejoice in you, Father. Hmm. I have blue jay faith. The birds don't care. They're not having an episode. They're not worried about the economy. I mean, seriously, when I see a blue jay, I'm reminded of God's faithfulness. Now, I just gave a secret out. That was just between me and God. But when I see one, I really am. I'm immediately reminded of God's faithfulness. Isn't that true? Every time I see a blue jay, every time I see one, I'm like, oh, God, you're so faithful. You're so faithful. I don't have to worry. You got it. You got it. He's so good. Hallelujah. It's 8 o'clock. Did you get something out of this? Thank you, Father. Glory. things just yeah. the peace of God the Holy Spirit is big mama <laughs> and that being stress free is the new Botox Woo! yes it is hallelujah I was listening you were listening I was I was taking notes and everything that was good man that was awesome babe you received something tonight give, give the Lord a hand for the word You know, you know, as she was ministering and, and, and say, and we're all, we're all family here and, and we're all at a place where we battle these things. No one's exempt, like the Apostle Paul, like she talked about that. And just for a moment, I just want you to just close your eyes and whatever things or mountains that might be in front of you and things that might be weighing heavy on your heart. I want to read this scripture to you in Psalms 3. It says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. 
Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help for him in God. Now listen, listen to that. That's what the, that's what the, the, the psalmist here, he's saying that my enemy is increased. Many are, how, are they that increase that trouble me. And many have risen up against me. And many there be which say of my soul, there's no help. Meaning everything that my soul is telling me, everything around me is telling me that there's no help for me. But you got you to read verse 3. But thou, O Lord, Amen. art a shield for me. <laughs> yes. My glory and the lifter of my head. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, honey, I want you to go ahead and just pray mm-hmm. over them. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for your peace. I thank, thank you for you, your Father. peace that garrisons. That you are that a shield. <laughs> puts a shield about our heart yes, and our Father. mind. That's a protection. Just like a military force that stands about a castle or a, or a, 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 a city that won't let any intrusion in, won't let anything come in. Father, that's what your peace is. Your peace garrisons. It puts a wall about my heart. It puts a wall about my mind where the enemy cannot enter in. He cannot penetrate peace. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I thank you for your word. I thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. The completed work. The completed work of Christ is my peace. It's my peace. It's done. It's enough. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You see, the connotation in this scripture is that the things that come from the enemy cause my head to bow. Mm. But realizing when the Lord's around me, he's the one that lifts my head. Hallelujah. Allow him to lift your head in every season. Allow him to lift your head at any moment. Allow him to be the lifter of your head. Don't walk around with your head down. That's it. You're like, well, no, it's a sign of defeat. Put your shoulders back, lift your head, walk tall, and say, God's got my back. Amen. 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 And then you say, I just don't care. I don't care. (laughs) Amen. God is good. Thank you, honey. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you what, when you're dealing with something, you need to go to the right person that will pray with you. Yeah. That will help you to cast off that care. That's right. Amen. Amen. It's true. Don't don't go to somebody who's just going to feed it. Feed the fear. Don't do it. Don't post it on on. On social media, because everyone, just so that they can keep adding to that fear and that worry. Don't Google it. Don't try to figure out. Do not Google it. Because then you'll get, like, what I did. Yeah, it's like, next thing you know, your both legs are amputated and you're just not sure. I mean, it was just a, a, it was just a hangnail. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Amen.